The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and thanks for listening in again. We're going to have another exciting show, and as you know, every week, every week, our goal is to help you, to assist you in your quest to be the best in sales, business, and life. And we're going to continue to provide you with techniques, tactics, ideas, strategies to bring that to a successful fruition. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something that's someone that's near and dear to our hearts, and that's the customer. Because without customers, none of us would be in business. None of us would ever get a sales commission. None of us would ever make a profit. So it's critical that we recognize that customers are critical, and they are truly the lifeblood of any and every business. You know, I read a, um, an article, I guess it was a document a while ago. It's called the Customer Bill of Rights, and I, I'll share it with you because I thought it was really good. Well, it's called the Customer Bill of Rights, and it says you have the right to receive a quality product or service. You have the right to receive value for your money. You have the right to be treated with courtesy respect, and understanding. You have the right to be treated as an individual. You have the right to be told the truth. You have the right to deal with someone who can solve your problem with no buck passing, brush-offs, or runarounds. And you have the right to an apology, quick action, and restitution if things are done wrong. And let me tell you, if that was done on a consistent basis, we will all be extremely happy. I conduct a workshop on, on customer service with major corporations, all types of businesses. And one of the, of the things I'll ask my audience, I say, think of a time when you had a really exceptional experience as the customer. Share with me some of the things that happened and some of the things that made it so remarkable, so memorable to you. And the first thing that's really interesting about that when I ask is, most of them have to really think hard. So what that means is customer service today is not everywhere. It's not ubiquitous. It's not easily found. Exceptional customer service is not easily found. Um, so in, in many cases, they had to go back five years, uh, sometimes 10 years, three years. Uh, and, and we're conducting business day in and day out. So the first key is this. If we want to create customer, customer loyalty, we need to do the things necessary 
to delight our customers today. And that's what we're going to do in this particular show. We're going to talk about some ways we can delight our customers. We can make them feel better and make it a pleasant experience to work with us. And we're going to carry this into a part two. And if I can cover everything in two shows, fine. If not, it may be a part three, ultimately. Uh, We're going to talk about how to deal with uh, unproductive customer relations, how to deal with customers that... Um, are unhappy with you, they're worried, they're frustrated, they're angry, uh, irate. I have techniques for all of those. And I, there's even a, a technique for how to deal with a postal customer. Now, the postal customer, as we know, postal means, that's an old definition from probably the 80s and 90s, where someone gets so upset that they go back in and they do some violent things. The only thing I can think of with a postal customer uh, is it's been wor- it works pretty well, and that's run. But run in a serpentine faction. Bob and weave as you run. But other than that, we're going to talk about techniques and tactics to help you delight your customers. And one of the things that I identified when I would ask my audience to tell me what made their... Um, customer experience so memorable, there were normally four things that happened. And it was, it was interesting because uh, there was an airline that did a survey during one of the, the downturns in the economy. That was one of the major airlines. They did a survey because they were starting to lose many of their customers. And the survey went out to their, their members and, and they say of their frequent uh, travel awards. And they say, what do we need to do? to keep you as a customer? What do we need to do to delight you? And, you know, they were concerned when they sent that out because they didn't really know what to expect. They didn't know what was going to come back. Are they going to say, you need to add an extra 18 inches uh, to each seat? We want leather seats all the way out throughout the plane. Forget the peanuts now. Give us filet mignon. They had no idea what was going to come back. But I, I'm going to share with you now what came back from their customers. And, and it's remarkable. The first thing that came back was give us friendly, courteous, caring service. Give us friendly, courteous, caring service. And basically what they were saying is, I know being in the airline industry is your job and you're used to delays. You're used to mechanical problems. But all I know is if I don't catch If I don't make it to my destination, if I miss my connection, I'm going to miss one of the biggest meetings in the history of my company. And that can put us at risk. So in spite of how I'm acting out right now, in spite of my frustration, in spite of my my irritability, please be nice to me. Please treat me well in spite of how I'm acting. And I know that's a challenging thing, especially when someone is saying mean things, they're acting out. We want to, the last thing we want to do is be nice to them. But if we can put ourselves in the other person's position, I think we can understand it because I have been that, that client, that customer who needed to get someplace. All right. So they say give them friendly, courteous service even when they don't deserve it. And what I've noticed is this. If someone is treating me mean and I continue to be nice, 
they eventually turn around in most cases. I would say in the majority of, of occasions, they turn around. And I've even had people apologize to me because of their behavior. But if I choose to go there with the customer, they feel justified in their negative responses to me. So friendly, courteous, caring service was the first thing they said. The other thing they said they really appreciated was flexibility. And the bottom line is this. If you have a company, you have to have policies, procedures, guidelines. But when a customer is in a position where they have a, a really dire need that, they, they, that has to be met, what they're saying with flexibility is, I understand that you have policies and procedures and guidelines that you have to follow. But when I have this, this really major need, please just don't quote your policies and procedures. I understand you have them. Just don't let them be in granite. Let it be kind of like a jello mold. Please let your policies and your guidelines have some wiggability to it. Oh, whoa, wait a second. Wiggability. Yeah, that's right. Let it have some wiggability. All right? We want wiggability, flexibility and wiggability. So try to figure out a way, if at all possible, you can work with the client that makes it a win for them and a win for your organization. So flexibility was the other thing that they said they were looking for. Another aspect that was really important to them was problem solving. Even though it's their problem, do what you can to help them solve it. It's amazing to me sometimes when I'll call a particular company and I, I tell them the dilemma I have and they're just, well, I'm sorry, uh, you know, we can't, there's nothing we can do about it. They don't even try. And if they want to keep me as a customer, if they want to create customer loyalty, it would behoove them to brainstorm with me on how we can make this thing work. And a perfect example was, was several years ago, I was traveling from Tampa to Pennsylvania, and I was supposed to be going to, through Atlanta to Pennsylvania. Well, the airline that I was using, they basically, the airport was shut down because there was really bad fog. Uh, and I knew I was going to miss my connection, and I had to be in Pennsylvania by 1230. No ifs, ands, or buts. But be and when the person told me that, hey, uh, I'm sorry, but Atlanta's shut down right now. There's nothing um, uh, we can do. He saw the dilemma. He saw the look on my face, and immediately he picked up the phone and started calling other airlines to try to find a flight that could get me to my destination in Pennsylvania by 12.30. He found another airline that could get me there at 12.08. And he, shuffed, he shuttled my, my, uh, my luggage to them, gave me my ticket, told me that they were holding the plane, and sent me on my way. He sent me to another airline. Now, I have to tell you, because of his desire to help me in that situation, at the time, I was flying 100, 150,000 miles a year. Because of what he did, I made sure I flew at least 75,000, 50 to 75,000 miles per year with his airline. So all I'm saying is this. One person 
doing their job extremely well can help a lot of people keep their jobs. Because of how he treated me, and I never saw that person again, that created customer loyalty to his organization. Now, I have to tell you something on the other side. One person not doing their job well can cause a multitude of people to lose their jobs. So it's critical that we understand the importance of a customer and that we do consistently what's necessary to help that customer reach their objectives. So we have friendly, courteous, caring service. We have being flexible. We have really brainstorming to help the client out even when it's their problem and we had nothing to do with it. You know, uh, because as a matter of fact, a lot of times there are some clients out there who are difficult. So when they're in a, a bind, there are some people out there who are really kind of happy, you know, and, and they might say, so I guess if you had done things the way we prescribed, you might not be in such a pickle right now, would you? But it doesn't matter who caused the problem, fix it, help them fix it. So the fourth thing that was identified, and this is based on what we do when your company or you caused the problem. And, and this is basically called recovery. How do you recover from a situation when you cause the issue? And our break is coming up, so I'm going to get started in this, and we'll continue when we come back. But the first thing to do is apologize. The last thing a customer wants to hear when their need has not been met is, well, if John had given me the information when he was supposed to, well, the installation department should have, well, the designers could have. As the customer, I really don't care. And that doesn't help you look any better when you're passing the buck. So apologize. It's amazing how much venom an apology will take out of an upset customer. You know, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm, whether you had anything to do with it or not, I am so sorry that happened to you. I was working with one company uh, that called me in to teach their people customer service, and it was towards the end of their business. They're, they were about to meet their demise because they had done things wrong for so long, and I had, was just covering this part before the break. And I, and I said, apologize, and the, the owner of the company came up to me, and he said, apologize, apologize, huh, I guess I had that wrong all this time, I told my people to apologize for nothing, blame everybody else for everything, and that explains why his company went out of business, you see, customers today vote with their dollar, and if you aren't meeting their needs, there are several others who are willing to, and I hear a lot of times when a customer will call, and I, I've heard people say, oh, man, not them again. You know what? You really ought to be thankful that they're calling. <laughs> you really ought to be thankful that they're calling to complain because a complaint is an opportunity for you to get it right again. So when we come back from the break, we're going to continue to talk about how to delight your customers, and specifically we're going to talk about how to recover from a bad situation when it was you or your organization that caused it. So it's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. 
on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard. And I am your host, Ty Maynard. And today we're talking about the customer. We're talking about how to delight the customer. And the title of the show is Customer Vision in Every Decision. This is part one of at least two parts. And before the break, we were talking about what customers wanted. And we talked about four things that they want. Friendly, courteous, caring customer service. They're looking for flexibility. If there's an issue, um, instead of just reading policies and procedures, give your policies a little wiggability if, whenever possible to help them with their issue or their need. And we talked about problem solving. If, if there's a problem, even if they caused a problem, don't just leave them hanging. Try to brainstorm with them to help them solve it. That's how you'll create customer loyalty. And the last part we were talking about is what happens when you cause the problem. You dropped the ball. Your company did. And that's called recovery. And the first thing we mentioned was apologize. It's amazing. It's amazing what an apology can do. You know, I'll never forget one time when uh, I think it was, a, it was some type of a company they had my bill wrong, and I called on the phone and didn't get any satisfaction, and I decided that I was going to go down there to, to talk to them in, in person. And you know how we do, right? As we're driving, we're coming up with our argument, we're coming up with what we're going to say and what we're going to demand and, and how we're going to handle the situation. I got there, spoke to the supervisor, and the supervisor said, Mr. Maynard, you know, you're right, this was 
an error on our part, and this is how we're going to fix it. And along with that, this is what we're going to do. I hope that is okay. You know, I mean, I had my, my hands up ready to fight, but because of how the supervisor handled it, my hands dropped. I shook her hand. I was smiling. I was happy. So apologize. And she did something else, which we're going to talk about now. She fixed it. An apology without fixing the problem does nothing for the customer. So apologize and then to the best of your ability, fix the problem for them. All right. The other thing she did was she did something a little extra. She gave me something I wasn't expecting. And it was probably extremely small, but it was just going the extra mile. See, the only difference between extraordinary service and ordinary service is really just that little extra. That word extra, that little extra makes all the difference in the world. And then last but not least, what she did was, which is a thing most companies struggle with, most sales professionals and business owners struggle with, is the follow-up. The follow-up is the most important part of all of this. You follow up with that person to confirm that they are now delighted with the outcome. And if you do these things, you will create customer loyalty. That's critical. I was working with a, a young sales professional one time, and one of the things uh, young sales professionals have a tendency to receive, it doesn't matter what company or what industry they're in, when they start out, they get what I call the island of misfit customers. They get the customers that get passed down to every new salesperson that no one else wants because maybe something went wrong with the, com- the customer uh, project or with their delivery or with their, the service to them. So they have had a thorn in their side towards your company for the last three years, five years, okay? Or they just have a bad attitude. Some people are having a bad day and some people are just having a bad life for whatever reason. They want to make everybody else suffer along with them. In that case... That's the island of misfit customers, okay? And, and consistently, I see young or very new sales professionals to a company get them. And I had one lady that called me, and she was so frustrated because every time she went to call on these customers, they just beat her up or beat her down, whichever you prefer, beat up or beat down. Uh, and she just said, Ty, it's hard every day. They're so angry, they're so frustrated because of things that happened in the past that I had nothing to do with because I represent the company. They just dump on me. And I said to her, I said, okay, trust me on this. I said, just listen intently to everything they say and to the best of your ability, try to fix and resolve the things that went south or went wrong. And hang in there. I said, call me if you get discouraged, but just hang in there. She called me about four months later, and she said, Ty, you won't believe this, but two of those companies just had really huge opportunities, well over a million dollars, and they awarded me the opportunities. They didn't even take them to bid. They did not bid them, and I know by the reason they didn't bid them because most companies understand on the best day, things are still going to go wrong. So it's not about whether something's going to go wrong. It's how do you recover when something goes wrong. And based on working with her for four months and seeing how she was able to solve things, resolve things, fix issues, they said, well, if something goes wrong with this, we have faith in her. We have trust that she 
can take care of us. So she ended up getting situations that were no bid because she took care of the customers. Understand, when customers are upset, they're emotional. And that's a good thing. We want customers to be emotional, okay, because they make decisions much quicker when they're emotional. So because she helped them when they were emotional, they took care of her. So those are some ways to assist a customer. And let's talk about a model. This model was done by Achieve Global, and it was called the Way It Is model. And this is the way we really have to uh, work with customers in order to delight them, in order to create customer loyalty. And the Way It Is model basically goes like this. It, It says basically, there's the way I see it, and there's the way you see it, and then there's the way it really is. And by the way, you can use this model for just about anything. You can use it for relationships, any kind of relationship. But most of us, many people are using a different, the way it is model. And their model kind of goes like this. Well, there's the way I see it. Frankly, I don't care how you see it. And that's the way it is. That model (laughs) is unproductive. You aren't going to accomplish anything with that model. But with the real, the way it is model, the only way to get to the way it really is, is to have communication. And it it can't be communication in one direction. It has has to be two-way communication. It has to be communication going in both directions. And those of you who are listening to me, and by the way, thank you for listening to me. I have listeners from around the world. Thank you very much for, for listening in. We have all had that situation where someone did something. And just with our limited knowledge, we're saying, now, why in the world did they do it that way? That makes absolutely no sense. So left to our devices, we think the other person did something that was inept, that was foolish. But then when we walk to them and say, hey, I noticed you did so-and-so. Why did you do it that way? And they say, well, the reason I did it that way was because of this and that. And, and we also had to take a look at this, this exception. Then all of a sudden, because you heard their side of it, now it makes perfect sense. And that's when you say, oh, okay, I get it. You know, I'll never forget the time when uh, my son was, was small and we got a call from his teacher. And the teacher said that she wanted to see one of the parents. He's probably in second grade. And uh, she said that, you know, uh, Tyrone made an obscene gesture in class. And being my son, I just didn't, you know, really believe that was possible. But hey, anything's possible, right? I'm not with him every day. So his mom said, oh, absolutely not. I'm going to go talk to that teacher. She can't falsely accuse my son of doing something. I said, well, hold on a second. I said, you know, we have him Uh, 16 hours per day, and there's eight hours per day we aren't with him. So I don't know exactly what he has learned in those eight hours. So before you approach the teacher, you may want to have a talk with him and ask him about it. So she picked him up that day, and she said, hey, how was your day, Ty? He said, great, great. She said, you know, Ty, we got a call from the teacher, and she said, you made an obscene gesture. He's like, oh, no, Mom, no, I didn't. She said, good. He said, because I don't even know what that is. So... 
And she said, well, an obscene gesture is something you do with your hands, your finger, your body or whatever, and it hurts somebody else's feelings. He said, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and she said, well, who taught you that? And he said, Stephen. And she said, well, who did you do that to? He said, Stephen. So the way this model is this, before we jump to conclusions, whether it's with a customer or a coworker, and by the way, your coworkers are your customers. They're just what we call internal customers. It makes sense to understand both sides of a story to get to the way it really is. Now, one of the best simple techniques, today I'm going to share some simple techniques, and if you do these techniques consistently, you will have more excited and happy customers. And, and it's not rocket science, but most, it's so simple, most of us forget to do it. And the first one I'm going to talk about is called the personal professional model. The personal professional model. And basically, in any interaction, there are two levels we're going to deal with people. We're going to deal with them on the personal level. And we all have the need, a human need, to feel like we're genuinely cared about, that people are genuinely interested in us. And, and we have that. And then there's the professional level. And that's where we need to have the business purpose handled or objective for the purpose of our call. That needs to be taken care of. So one of the things that you want to do anytime you talk with a customer, you want to start on the personal side. You want to start on the personal side and then take it to business very quickly. And then what we want to do is end on the personal side. Okay? So we start on the personal side. Hey, how are you today? You know, how can I help you? How was your weekend? And then take it to, to business. Well, 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 how can I help you today? What, what's the purpose of your call? All right? So we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to give you an example of how this can really delight a customer. And I'm going to share something that happened with me where a company basically almost lost me as a customer basically forever because they did not handle the personal side when I, when I felt kind of discounted. So it's, again, the fastest hour of the week. And it's time for us to take another break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard. And I am your host, Ty Maynard. And we're talking today about customer vision in every decision. That's right. Customer vision in every decision. And and by the way, I just released a free report to show you how to pinpoint the needs of your clients and prospects. So I want you, after the show, to go over to Quest deck.com and download the free report entitled the one mandatory skill that separates the highly paid sales and business professionals that free report is at www.questdeck.com that's q-u-e-s-t-d-e-c-k.com okay before the break we were talking about how to delight your customers. And one of the things I was just talking about was called the personal professional model. And I was saying in any interaction, we want to engage that customer on two levels, on the personal level and on the professional level. The personal level we need to do quickly. Okay, don't spend too much time there. And then we want to take it straight to the biz, to the professional level. Okay, how can help you today? What's the primary purpose for them calling today? How can I meet their need? And I'll share an example with you where someone did not address the personal side and it made, it left me feeling pretty kind of wounded. And I'll I'll share this with you. This was several years ago when I was looking at uh, a particular television service and I needed the hardware in order to make it work with my television. So I looked up all of these different stores that might that had it. And because it was so new, very few stores had it. I found one store that was selling it, and it was way across town. I said, okay, I'll tell you what, before I, I drive all the way there, let me just call them to make sure they have it in stock. And then I just go right over and pick it up. So I called, and I'm excited, right? You know how we are. We're excited when we're about to get something new and the phone rang, and the lady uh, answered the phone. She said, X, we, XYZ Company, how may I direct your call? I said, I need to speak to the electronics department. She said, hold, please. And I held, and I held, and I held, and I held. And I held for probably three minutes, maybe even four minutes. Oh, that's right. I wanted this new product. 
So I did what we normally do when someone has us on hold for an extended period. I hung up, and then I dialed the number right back. And the same person picked up the, the phone and said, XYZ Company, how may I direct your call? I said, you know, I have to tell you, I'm really a little frustrated because I called earlier for the electronics department, and you had me on hold for four minutes, and you really shouldn't do people like that. And she said, hold, please. And let me tell you, at that point, if I could have found that product any place else in Florida, I would have gone there rather than to do business with this company because she discounted me. I mean, what I said was like I didn't say it. And I would have felt so much better if she had handled the personal side, if she had said something to the fact of, you know, I am so sorry that happened to you. My sincere apologies. Let me put you through to electronics right away. Now, if she had handled the personal side, that would have taken all of maybe five to six seconds of that. And it would, I would have felt a whole lot better. But as a result of how I was treated, I have to tell you, I went someplace else. And I went someplace else for years. And the only way I would have done business was if they were the only ones that had some anti-venom that I needed to save the life of one of my children. <laughs> okay, So these are simple things that we need to be mindful of. It does not take much to do. But if we do them, the person walks away feeling a whole lot better with that interaction with you and their organization. Because contrary to popular belief, every time you work with an organization or an individual, they are giving you a grade. And I call it the consumer grading scale. They're giving you on every interaction a grade. They're giving you an A, B, a C, a D, or F. And let's talk about those because if you get an A, that means you just plain wowed that customer. You did above and beyond what they were expecting. If you get, if you get a B, that means you were above average. You really pleased them. You exceeded their expectations. And I have to tell you, the only way to keep the competitors out of your clients is you need to keep them in the A to B range. It's, it's, it's a challenge to keep them in the A range. Sometimes they may slip down to the B. Sometimes they slip down to the C. But the goal is to get them back up to the A or B. If you keep them in an A, the A to B range, they will not entertain your competition. Your competition can beat on their doors till the cows come home and they won't let them in. So let's talk about the next grade. The next grade is a C. A C means you did exactly what they expected. You did your job. And bottom line is this. You do not keep a customer for doing your job. I know some people who are really skilled at what they do. But they're jerks. So it's not about your job. It's how you make the customer feel while you're doing your job. If you're an exceptional plumber, but you have a bad attitude, they will work with someone else better uh, that has a better attitude. They may not be the exceptional plumber you are, but boy, do they enjoy being around them. And for those of you who are employed, I have to give you some, some insight right now. 
there are times when companies have to reorganize and downsize. And they, in most cases, the, the people that have a tendency to, to, to leave first are the ones who have the lower grades <laughs> by not only customers, but also the people that you work with. A lot of times we have a tendency to peep to treat our coworkers with disdain or disrespect. And if you are that type of individual, you will be one of the first ones to leave. So basically, if you're getting a C, you're doing exactly what was expected. Now, let me ask you this. Have any of you ever record, uh, recommended a, a restaurant saying, hey, you ought to go to XYZ restaurant because uh, they have really clean silverware? No. You expect clean silverware. You expect a clean facility. You expect a clean glass. You expect good food. The thing that normally uh, causes us to give testimonials or referrals is how they made us feel while they were conducting their business with us. I have uh, restaurants that I've gone to where the food is really good, but the service is sorry. And as a result, I don't go back and don't recommend it. Okay, so that's a C. And, and let me give you another example of a, a, a story that happened with uh, a, a, one of my clients who just knew he had knocked it out the park with a customer. Uh, he had a, a project that he did with the customer, and it was an office furniture dealer. And they got the furniture ordered correctly. They delivered it on time. They installed it, uh, and everything just went right with this particular job. So they send out a customer survey to see how they did. And that's a good idea. We all need to know how we stand with the customer on a regular basis. And we can all do a better job of that, as a matter of fact. So finally, he saw in his, e- in his email basket, he received the customer survey back. So he could not wait to see this survey, because he just knew it was going to be exceeded expectation, exceeded expectation, exceeded expectation. It was going to be awesome. So he went and got some popcorn and a Coke so he could just enjoy reading this survey. And to his surprise, the survey came back as expected, as expected, as expected, as expected. So he said, you know what? Clearly, this guy does not know how to fill out a survey. (laughs) So he called the customer and said, you know, I received your survey, and I guess I was kind of confused by your responses. And the customer said to him, well, what did you expect? You did what you were, so it, you were supposed to do. You did what you were supposed to do. So you don't get an A for doing your job. You get a C for doing your job. And if you have a C with a customer, they will entertain your competition. If you have a C, they're neutral towards you. They consider you as a vendor. All right? And the D is when you fail the customer. You get a D, you fail the customer, but the customer was not completely dependent on you for the success of the project. So you failed or or the service. So you failed on your part. So you get a D. And you get an F. When you fail the customer and the customer was completely dependent on you for the success of their project and or their, your service, and they are angry, they are completely frustrated with you. Uh, and at that point, it's just a matter of time. If you have a D or an F with a customer, 
it's a matter of time before they're history. Now, a lot of times in my workshops, I ask, I ask people to be honest. And I say, okay, let me ask you, on average, where are you with many of your customers? And the response I get back, for the most part, is they are at a C. And I, then I tell them they ought to be concerned as they sit here listening to me. Because if you're getting a C on any given day, your competition can walk in and take that customer from you. If you're getting a D on F, it's just a matter of time before they leave. But just because you're getting that current grade, you don't have to stay there. If you start implementing some of the things that we're talking about in this particular segment, that will help you delight that customer and raise your, your consumer grade with them. And I can't believe it. It's time for another break. So what we're going to do is take a very short break right now. You are listening to Forget Patience. Let's sell something with Ty Maynard. And I'm your host, Ty Maynard. And we're on the Voice America Business Channel. I will talk to you again on the other side of the break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network we hear it and read about it every day in the news america is heading over a fiscal cliff home prices are still receding and unemployment growing how can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Looking for a business talk radio program that's unlike any other talk radio program you've heard before? It's time to check out Game On! Business Talk Radio with host Dr. D. Anthony Miles. Dr. Miles and his guests will tackle some of the unconventional and controversial issues and topics in the business world. We'll outline, discuss, and provide solutions to certain problems in marketing, business management, financial accounting, and policies. You and your business can't afford to miss a show. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on The Voice. America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and today's topic is customer vision in every decision. We're talking about the consumer grading scale, which is basically your report card. And as I mentioned before the break, every time you have an interaction with one of your customers, you get a grade. They say to themselves, A. D, B, 
but they don't say it to you. So we always want to walk away from an interaction with a customer with them thinking A or B. All right. And again, as I mentioned before the break, you can do the best work you possibly can with the customer. It's not just your work, but it's how you make them feel while you're doing the work that creates customer loyalty. And uh, one of the things we all have to be mindful of is because there are some customers out there that can be challenging, that can be extremely difficult to work with. And, and, and let me say this first of all. I think the most liberating day I ever had in sales and in business was when I realized not everyone is my customer. Not everyone fits my, my ideal customer criteria. And you have to have a customer criteria. You have to identify who are the customers that you work best with. And there are some customers, really and truly, you ought to consider firing. If customers continually degrade you or speak down to you or they're disrespectful to you or they constantly pay late or they don't want to pay you what they're worth, what you're worth, then you know what? You have the right to fire them. And that's a liberating thing. So not everyone is your customer. I want to make, I want to make that, that clear. And we'll talk about that in greater detail next week. But we also get in the way of some good customer interactions because we have these things called pet peeves. <laughs> and we all have pet peeves. And pet peeves are those things that when someone says it or when they do it, it gets on your last nerve. And in many cases, we don't even realize that we react negatively to that person. And as a, as a result, because we react negatively, we get a negative reaction from them, which causes us to give them a, a, a greater negative reaction. And all of a sudden, this thing escalates. So pet peeves are those things that when someone says it or does it, it just irritates you. You know, it could be that the customer always calls at the last minute. It could be that they don't respond promptly to emails or voicemails. I have some customers that respond extremely quickly to my, my voicemails and emails, and you, and you got to love it. At the same time, I have other customers that it, I have to respond or call them back a couple of times, a few times. But that's the nature of it. So the problem is this. If I treat them differently because they hit my pet peeve, that's my problem. That's on me. That's not on them. Okay? So what we want to do is this. We want to try to assume positive intent because we all have pet peeves. People are going to hit them. And then what has a tendency is when they hit our pet peeves, we do not treat them with the best behavior. So one of the things I have worked on and I'm still working on and I would recommend to everyone that's listening is to assume positive intent when something doesn't go your way. We don't know what that other person is going through on that particular day or in that season of their life, their life that may cause them to act out towards us or to treat us uh, a way that we don't feel we deserve to be treated. Uh, don't go back them with them. Don't treat it tit for tat. All right. Uh, so, for example, let's say for a moment uh, someone cut me off in traffic. And this is really what I practice doing. Uh, 
if someone cuts me off in traffic at 5 p.m. and let's say it was a it was a female driver and it's 5 p.m. I'm like, what's wrong with her? Is she what's her problem? Is she lost her mind? I don't say that, you know, because uh, that's not going to accomplish anything. What I'll do is I'll say, wow, you know, I hope everything's okay. I I will automatically assume maybe, maybe she has a a child at daycare and she's late. And if she's late, she has to pay a fee that she can't afford to uh, pay. So guess what? That helps keep me in my good place. I'll never forget I had a customer call me uh, that I called one time. And uh, we had a very good relationship. And... When I called them, wow, this person was extremely rude, and that wasn't their their behavior. Uh, I just kind of absorbed it. I didn't act out or anything, but the next time I spoke to him, I said, hey, you know, last time I called, you know, these were some of the things you said, and, you, you know, and that, that just wasn't how you normally are. Do you mind if I was, is everything okay? And he explained to me that he had just lost a very close family member and he didn't even realize he had reacted that way. So even if someone hits your pet peeve, that thing that you just plain can't stand, we want to get to the point where we practice what I call assuming a positive intent. People don't wake up in the morning. Most people don't. Let me clarify that. Most people don't wake up in the morning trying to get on our last nerves. All right? We think they do, but that's not the case. Something in many cases may be going on with them. And as a matter of fact, based on how we handle it, and we can help make their day better. And it's amazing how many times, I've, like I said, I've had someone respond negatively, and I maintain my composure and I, uh, I assume positive intent. And then they come back around and they even apologize for their behavior. So that's what we want to do. We want to figure out ways to win the customer, to keep them, and to help them during tough situations. So we want to assume positive intent. And, and believe it or not, there are many times where we are the reason customers get upset with us. Uh, we we discount that customer in some kind of way. And, and, and one of the definitions for discounting is a, exhibiting a lack of attention or negative attention that hurts someone emotionally. And there are all types of, of ways I've seen this done. You know, uh, people do it with insults. And we, we'll, we'll get into this in greater detail next week because clearly there's so much more for me to talk about regarding this. But a lot of people use sarcasm, and they think that it's really a cool thing. Sarcasm is not a good communication skills. And I'm probably stepping on some toes right now, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm always going to tell you the truth. Sarcasm is not a good communication skill because uh, you may get laughs at the expense of someone else, but someone is normally left wounded. Or we ignore customer comments. The customer says something specifically to you, and you ignore them. Or we forget to call a customer back. Or guess what? In some cases, we choose to not call a customer back. That's discounting them. Or we are defensive with them when they call. And what we want to do is, is get past the emotion with a customer that's upset and solve the problem. Solving their problem will get them back on even keel. And that's what we want to focus on. And once again... 
This is the fastest hour of the week. We're talking about customer vision in every decision, part one. I want you to come back next week where we're going to continue with part two. And in part two, we're going to start talking about, we've been talking about some ways just to, if customers are already pretty much pleased with us, how we can take it to the next level. We've uh, identified, you know, the personal professional. We talked about the consumer grading scale. We talked about the the way it is model. So next week, we're going to talk about what you do with the customers who are really frustrated. They're angry. They're irate. Uh, We're going to talk about even how to confront a customer when there's a time you need to talk to a customer because they aren't holding up their part and how to save that customer. All right? And what I want you to do we talked about this also speaking to customers. I want you to go over to questdeck.com and download my free report where I explain the one mandatory skill that separates the highly paid sales and business professionals from the others. Once again, my time is up. I enjoyed my time with you. Tell others about the show because our goal every week is to make a difference to help you make a difference. And believe me, if you make a difference, the dollars will follow. If you have an impact, instead of making an impression, the dollars will follow. If you try to help and don't worry about hoarding, you will create longer, better customer relationships. I look forward to speaking to you next week. But in the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime... Forget patience. Let's sell something. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience. Let's sell something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Thank you.